Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast space where life feels lighter. You know, sometimes life can have us feeling worn out and weighed down, locked up and left out, or just simply looking for more. And if that sounds like you, then you are in the right place. You can live freed up and not fed up. Well, today's episode, we're talking about ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences. We want to understand more about our past so we can understand what we're dealing with in the present. And we have faith and practical tools to help us press through those wounds from our past so that we can live fully in the abundance of life that God has given us for this moment right now. Stay tuned in. You don't want to miss this. We'll be right back. It's so hard to believe that we are in the last eight weeks of 2021. That means our year-long release party is narrowing to a close and moving into its final stages. And I have to admit, it's been an emotionally and mentally draining year for me as God clearly revealed some very detailed areas of my life that he wanted me to bring to the surrendering table. You know, releasing is always sacrificial and sacred, really. Giving up something or giving it over, whether voluntarily or not, has a cost associated with it. There is a toll fee for passage into our next and our new. But for every level of release in God's economy, it means we are freed up to become more of our destined and desired selves. And we can't get there if we aren't willing to do, as the Apostle Paul said in our theme scripture for this year in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, lay aside every weight that easily trips us up so we can run with endurance the race of life that God has carved out for us. Yes, the release is the blessing that lets us live lighter and have more endurance. So endurance is the return blessing that comes from releasing. Now, if you're like me in your learning process with God, you might believe that when you let something go, What God is going to give you and what you might receive back is something very specific or tangible. And he may very well do that, and he often does. However, sometimes the return is less dramatic, but equally as powerful. We might receive something that takes a bit more time to recognize as the return, like gaining the ability to see something more clearly or getting a revelation about an area where you pray for more insight and less confusion like having more wisdom and more patience than you had before you chose to release the need to control and fix. It may be hearing God's voice more definitively about your purpose for this moment in time. The return may be that you sense you're moving ahead with a lighter pace, a more focused mind, a streamlined agenda, and or arrested spirit. Has there been a time in this year where you literally said, I'm done. I give up. I cannot do this anymore. Truth moment, my hand is raised and more times than I care to count. And yet, look at us today, still pressing on and stuff. Well, I simply wanted to start out this episode by cheering you on and reminding you that you are still in the race, friend, and know that it is not given to the fastest or the strongest, but to the ones who endure to the end. So from me to you, keep running, keep releasing, 
keep receiving the tangible and intangible blessings of God as you lay aside the things that keep you from being freed up. We are all in this together. I hope this year with Freed Up has been a valuable resource for you as you are doing the work to lighten your load for the abundant life that is yours to live. Well, that brings me to today's topic, which is about getting a bit lighter on our paths by understanding how adversity can affect us in immeasurable ways, especially that which occurred in our earliest years. The knowing leads us to the healing. And when we dig deeper into the why and the what's behind some of the weights we need to release, we find it easier to give ourselves the grace we can have for that work and we're able to move forward with intentional efforts in our growth process. Now, I want to disclaimer this conversation today to say that whenever we talk about childhood experiences, particularly those that are difficult for us to think and speak about, it is never to parent blame or family shame. It is always to be reflective and curious about the ways that we might be holding on to situations that were traumatic to us or caused us levels of pain or feelings of not being emotionally or physically safe that still hide somewhere in our bodies and our beings. Remember, trauma is our prolonged stress response to an event that exceeds our ability to cope with it. And some of us are affected by trauma that began in our early years and has stayed around for many years. And now is a good time to uncover it and wrap it up in understanding and love. So I want to take some time to talk about this revolutionary research study called the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study, which we call ACES for short. It evolved out of the public health sector, and it's had major implications for our work toward improving physical, mental, and emotional health. It's so important to know about this study because ACEs are high-risk factors for trauma. Now, maybe you've experienced some pretty difficult events during your childhood and thought that they wouldn't affect you anymore now that you're an adult. But you've probably realized by now that that is simply not true. Trauma lives in the body and it shows up in fragments in our minds. So let's talk more about this study. It was conducted between the mid-1990s by two doctors who wanted to find out if early adversity in the childhood years correlated to chronic physical health issues and would affect life expectancy rates. This study actually stemmed out of a group that Dr. Vince Valiti, who was one of the study's authors, was conducting with a group of women who were experiencing chronic obesity. After hearing the life history narratives from his patients in the group, a common theme emerged, a history of abuse. This piqued Dr. Felitti's interest that the common health issue of obesity experienced in common by his patients likely had their roots in the early childhood abuse they had experienced, and the health issue of obesity was a result of this early adversity. So he partnered with Dr. Robert Anda, and this study was birthed. The Center for Disease Control and Kaiser Permanente partnered to survey about 17,000 healthcare members to ask questions about their childhood experiences. The survey consisted of numerous questions that were grouped into really three main categories, abuse, neglect, and household dysfunction. And specifically, the study aimed to determine how many of these healthcare members had experienced any of these 10 ACEs. Here they are, physical, sexual, 
emotional abuse, physical or emotional neglect, and regarding household dysfunction, how many grew up in homes where there was one of the following? Someone with a mental illness, a home where a divorce had occurred, where substance abuse was present or domestic violence, or where there was a relative who had been sent to jail or prison. Those were the 10 ACEs for this study. Now remember, there are many more circumstances that can cause trauma in a childhood experience that was not covered in the ACE study. So no, there might be other events that we're affected by that weren't talked about or covered in this study. But the outcomes of this study with those 10 ACEs was staggering. Two very important findings were this. ACEs are common across all populations. Almost two-thirds of the study participants, a little bit more than 60%, reported at least one of the ACEs, and a little more than 20% reported three or more ACEs. So this suggests to us that even though we can sometimes feel like we're the only ones who've gone through something very difficult and even shameful, the study reminds us that we are not alone, even in the worst of our experiences. And yes, it is important to note that some populations are more vulnerable to experiencing ACEs because of the social and economic conditions in which they live. But not only did we learn that ACEs are common, but the second big takeaway from the study was this. There was a dose response between the number of ACEs experienced and the risk outcomes. So in other words, when scoring the 10 ACEs, the more ACEs someone had experienced, the greater the potential of negative health outcomes, even reducing life expectancy. So you might be thinking, okay, what are some of those negative outcomes? Well, let's look at some of the mental health and physical outcomes that result from trauma that occurs from ACEs. They include things like increased chances of alcohol and drug abuse which also increases the risks of smoking. Some other negative outcomes include sedentary lifestyles that can lead to obesity, health issues such as diabetes, cancer, heart disease, and stroke, being at a higher risk for sexual promiscuity, which starts earlier, teenage pregnancies, and other risky behaviors sexually, which can lead to contracting STDs. Also, depression and anxiety and other mental health challenges, even suicidal ideation and suicidal attempts. And this is just an abbreviated list. So why do the ACEs cause these problems? Because of the unresolved and prolonged stress in the body, as well as the anxiety and beliefs that we still carry from our past that result from these false and negative narratives that have formed around those experiences. We already mentioned that trauma is the unresolved and prolonged stress that occurs because something happens that exceeds our ability to cope. And, you know, we may feel like we're coping with it, right? But the truth is that we are merely surviving it. And especially in early childhood, our survival methods may have worked to keep us safe during those times and let us adapt to and within the adversity. But these same behaviors now are often maladaptive or unhealthy behaviors. So basically, in a nutshell, the reason why the ACEs create so much havoc in our lives is due to unresolved trauma. The trauma and stress 
wires our brain to live in fear and protection, and it causes our nervous system to stay in defense mode as if you're still in danger. And this is how your body is just trying to keep you safe. And generally, this way of being goes unnoticed and becomes our way of living in relationships, in our workspaces, with our children, with our friends, and so on. These ACEs make it difficult to push all of this away without causing mental and emotional pain. And then when you see or hear something that reminds you of a previous hurt from those ACEs, those memories can just come back in the form of flashbacks or anxiety. This unresolved trauma is often the reason why we try and numb ourselves through different addictions or risky behaviors. It's why at times you may feel like your life is out of control or you can't feel anything at all, like you're just in zombie mode. But keep in mind that these experiences in childhood weren't your fault. You are not to blame for being exposed to those ACEs. You were just a child. But the impact of those experiences are likely still apparent in your life, particularly if you have not had any intervention mentally and emotionally. And that means healing from them and learning to manage the aftermath is your responsibility no matter how weighty it feels. Now, with all of that said, listen closely and please know this, your situation is not hopeless. And the good news is that you can heal and have a quality of life that is meaningful to you, no matter what your age is, where you live, or what all has transpired up to now. This is one of my favorite parts of the mental health work and where I get to inject some really good news about all of this. First of all, this podcast exists at the intersection of faith and mental health for a reason. Our faith is what gives us hope. I want to share two Bible verses with you that have been saving anchors for me and my journey of getting freed up. I hope they will encourage you. The first one is found in the New Testament book of the Bible in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verse 18. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus talking. He has anointed me to be hope for the poor, healing for the brokenhearted, and new eyes for the blind, and to preach to prisoners. You are set free. I love that scripture because the mission, vision, and ministry of Jesus was and is to help us get freed up from the wounds of our oppression. No one on earth is exempt from the wounding of their pasts. So thank God he has a plan and a savior. And that, friends, is our hope. Well, here's the second verse that I love. And as of late, This is one of my right now in-season favorites. It's found in the New Testament book called Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Listen closely to these words. We have become God's poetry. In other versions, it says masterpiece or workmanship. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Did you hear that? 
Let me recap it, y'all. You are God's heart in action. When you are in relationship with him, he makes you new, not perfect yet, one day, but new in spirit. And he gave you a purpose and a destiny. All of this, though, was planned for you before you were born. So no aces will change any of that. That's some good, good stuff right there. No matter your early experiences or what you've done over the years, not understanding all the whys, making choices that weren't good for you and didn't please God, know that God understands. Now, he doesn't give us a path to just do whatever because of what may have happened to us, but he does give us grace and mercy to heal, to correct our course, and to start on a different path. Trauma doesn't excuse negative or unpleasing behaviors, but rather it explains and proves why we need God's salvation and his healing. And we do not do this alone. We have a rescuer, a redeemer, a real-time helper. So what do we do about the ACEs? I want to share three things that are a mix of the faith and the practical. First, get your hope up. Get your hope up. The Bible would say it this way, take heart or be encouraged. And I know it's not as simple as it sounds, but I challenge you to pray these scriptures over yourself every day for the next 30 days and see if your heart is lighter because you will begin to soak these words into your spirit. And the spirit of God can do what we cannot do. Now, some of this process is just simply supernatural. That part can't be done by a therapist or anyone else. God is on your side and he can do what you have felt was impossible to do. So get your hope up. Second, get your help on. This is a road, friends, that cannot be walked on your own, plain and simple. You need support and someone to help you process through the layers of the wounds of your past. If you don't peel them away, they will continue to throb throughout the courses of your life experiences and interactions and affect you in ways that are detrimental to your quality of health and life. Remember, though, we are promised abundant life. We can have that right now, and it will unfold in greater ways as we lay aside the weights of our childhoods that live in our adult lives as grown-up pain. If you can afford a therapist, get one, particularly one who specializes in trauma treatment. Look for therapists who offer services on a sliding scale fee if it seems to be too much for your current financial means. Use your insurance, even if it might seem limited to you. Consider linking up to a support group around an area of your mental health where you need support, like anxiety or depression. Those can sometimes be a little bit more affordable, and sometimes you can find them where they are no cost at all. And yes, grab your prayer partner too. God gives us prayer and his word, no doubt. But just like he gave us medicine and doctors for our physical bodies, he's given us resources to work through our mental and emotional stressors as well. 
Now is the time to focus on this so it doesn't fester anymore. So get your hope up and get your help on. But third, get your hallelujah in. Yes, start thanking God for what you know now, what you learned today. Thank him in advance for what you're going to learn in the future as you read more and seek out more resources from a counselor and get your hands on other recommended educational materials on this subject. Be grateful for the faith that God is breathing in you right now to push you past your feelings because those can sometimes hold us back. God is pushing you past your feelings to remind you that your faith is the first step to action and that your faith without action behind it is a dead faith. And you, friends, have a live faith. Your faith is in God's power to help you change. And you can change. We can change. It won't happen overnight, you know, and quite frankly, nor should it. Change is a slow process. It's a continual getting up, even when we fall down. Three steps forward, one or two back. More steps forward, sometimes a fall back. But we stay on the path because it's worth every effort. And I am surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. I am a witness, and so are you. You know, we learn about the ACEs so we can be armed with more knowledge toward our releasing. So stay encouraged, friends, and remember, you do not walk this path alone. I am walking right alongside you as well as the rest of the Freed Up friends and family. Most importantly, God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you.